Hi, welcome to BA Brew. I'm Jonathan. I'm Adrian. I'm Debbie. I'm Mike. Excellent. So today's uh, podcast is going to be focused on on the question of is there a, is there a future to the to business analysis? Is there a future to business analysis? So um, to start us off, Mike. What are your thoughts to this particular question? Well, this could be the world's shortest podcast because I could just, say, <laughs> I could just say no, couldn't I? Or I could say yes, and we'll just end it there. I could say no. Um, I hope so. I hope so. Otherwise, we're going to look pretty silly, aren't we? Um, <laughs> because we've, we've invested a lot of uh, our own sort of personal capital in business analysis. Um, I, I think for me, the, the, the consideration is, are we talking about the role? Are we talking about that job title? Or are we talking about the, the skill set, that um, the, the activities we're doing? Um, the job title, there's, there's all sorts of things happening with job titles at the moment. Mm. Uh, who knows whether um, we'll be known as business analyst or some other um, amazing name in the future. But there's, there's definitely a requirement for that skill set, business and artists. I think that mm. I would be surprised if, uh, if suddenly we didn't need business analysis in some form. Mm. What does anybody else think about that? <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I think that business analysis is needed more than ever or, or as much or more than it ever has been. I think if you look at the need for organizations to adapt, well, actually, we've just li we're living through a pandemic and there, you know, the, the need for organizational agility is, is not going to go away. But I agree. I don't I, I actually don't personally think we need to be that invested in the job title of business analyst. Uh, but what I do think we need to be invested in is the integrity of the skill set and also to look for interesting intersections with other disciplines, uh, because, you know, there are lots of really interesting um, areas for collaborations with other skill sets. And I think much as sometimes we as BAs criticise our business colleagues for being siloed, actually, if we put a mirror up to ourselves, we can sometimes be a bit oh, we're, you know, BAs and they're something else and let's draw a line between us. And actually, I think those lines are entirely arbitrary. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I, I think we're very siloed and I think it's, it's such a shame because actually we should all be aiming to achieve the same thing, which is helping organisations to respond, develop, extend, all those types of good things and heading to that sort of outcome. But there does seem to be this, this, well, it's, it's two things really. It's sort of, I'm in my group and I'm not in your group. And it's also, you're trying to grab land from my group, get back to your group, you know, and, and all those types of things. And they're just not helpful because they take the focus off the outcome and hmm. the focus should be on the outcome. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. As you were speaking there, Debbie, I was thinking there's perhaps there's something more generally about groups of individuals defining who they are by what they're not so i think sometimes what we do as bas we say well it's really hard to define what we are so so we but we we know we're not that and we're not that yeah like, i mean i didn't want to say it right and, and i don't think we are i don't think we are uh, but but it's interesting isn't it because that create or could create out groups which then creates or re reinforces those silos essentially. Yeah. I'm going to throw in my two pennies worth then. So oh, go on then, Jonathan. Go, you know, <laughs> I've got to, haven't I? I'm, so is there a future for business analysis? I think there's a few things I want to 
kind of unpack on that question. So is there a future for business? Yes, organizations are going to exist. Is there a need for people to do analysis more so than ever? And I agree, Adrian, on the complexity, the challenges. And, and what is analysis? Well, it's people that are thinking about outcomes and thinking about how we achieve those outcomes. And I think that's more needed now than ever, given the regulatory, the customer experience and the technology demands that we've got in our organizations. There's also something I wanted to raise here, that the fact that we're asking this question, and we'd, we'd agreed it as a discussion topic, I think tells you a lot about our profession, because I think that we are a profession that is still uh, relatively, we, we, we've matured a great deal over the last kind of 10, 20 years, but we're still relatively immature. And I think this discussion around the land grab and, and the discussion around the roles I think we feel somewhat threatened by some of these other roles. Yeah. And I would like to see a more confident and professional approach to business analysis. And I would like for there never to be again a podcast asking the question, is there a future for business analysis? I'd like us to be confident as a profession and know that we do contribute, we offer value to our customers. Yeah, I, and I think that's, I think confidence is key because it's not just the other disciplines that emerge periodically in our industry. It's also the new approaches, the new, dare I say, shiny toy. It, it's that thing that somewhere along the line, there is going to be the holy grail of business change and we must all know about it, you know? And, and actually, I think sometimes we, because we lack confidence as a profession, maybe because, you know, we've suffered from lack of recognition and all those good things, maybe then we don't actually take time to think that doesn't actually have to work in that way. How do we make sure it works given all of our knowledge and expertise? But we don't seem to do that. A lot of the time we seem to accept what other people tell us. Mm. And we're the challenging problem solvers. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that, that phrase challenging problem solvers actually has a two meanings in, in a way doesn't it it's problem solvers that challenge and also it's it's problem solvers that are found challenge that people find challenging and there's probably an element of both yeah. but one thing i remember hearing uh, someone say about gosh 15 years ago now is it feels they, they, they were admittedly very frustrated but they were like um oh it feels like the business analysis community's reached its awkward teenage years everyone's like oh nobody understands me and oh people won't take me seriously <laughs> and and in many ways nothing's changed you know we we sit around as a community sometimes and say oh it's awful that execs don't understand what you know the, 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 you know the, why to engage us early well that's on us you know i mean I, I, i'm sorry to be harsh but it really is on us as a community and it's on you know the, the associations that represent us and it's on the you know the sort of thought leaders, whatever that means in the area in the area. So I do think that confidence is really really key. And I think as individual practitioners, credibility comes through actually delivering stuff that people find valuable. Yeah. So we need to think about applying analysis inside our own practice to say, well, hang on a minute, you know, there's a pestle for our our analysis practice. And I think the more we think like consultants and think about managing reputation as a community, I think the better. And, and I know that 
you know, there, there'll be certain perceptions of, of consultancy there. But what I mean is the fact that a consultant isn't guaranteed their next gig, right? You know, there's got to be someone doing pre-sales. If you're a BA in an organization, often that work comes down a pipeline, but it's only coming down a pipeline because you're a tick on the governance box sometimes. Now, I know that's not always the case. I'm being provocative. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're allowed to be, Adrian, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got things to learn, though, haven't we, from other professional disciplines like consultancy, and I know there's an overlap. Um, but I, I pick up on the point you made with regard to collaboration, and, and I know it's come up already, but collaborating with customer experience designers or UX designers, collaborating with product owners and product managers and product directors and, and working with others so that we are offering value in a competent professional way backed up by a skill set. Um, I'd really like us not to be hung up on the job role though, because I think business analysis is happening irrespective of whether or not the person is aware of us as a professional okay. discipline. Yeah. If they're thinking about business outcomes, solving problems, there's possibly someone that's performing business analysis. But you unpicked it earlier, Jonathan, when you said business analysis has got two terms, business and analysis. Yeah. I still feel that somewhere along the line, sometimes the analysis bit gets a little bit lost. Mm. Yet I see so many situations where analysis would have been incredibly beneficial. And mm. so I think there's, there's always going to be a future for analysis, always, because things need analyzing. Mm. But I think in terms of business analysis, we do have to be really careful. And I actually agree with both of you that a more sort of outward looking maybe maybe not taking for granted that we can just do business analysis and actually thinking about our external customers at all sorts of different levels mm. might help. Somebody who used to work with me, who I'm not going to name, said to me about 10 years ago, business analysis seems to operate within an echo chamber. And I said, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you say that? And then I thought about it and I thought, oh dear. I've got this awful yeah. feeling that maybe he's right. And we've got to we've got to start looking externally and, and asking our counterparts for feedback, even if that feedback isn't easy for us to listen to. <clears throat> asking our product owners that we work with, asking our designers and architects, asking our business sponsors, what, what do you make of the service offer that I've made for you on this on the assignment I've done? Um, what what would you suggest in terms of improvement for the future? If we do that on an individual basis and we collectively share that, we, we're then not we're not operating in that echo chamber. We're being proactive and we're we're taking this profession forward in a positive way. I, I think there's a few themes from that really that, that resonate with me. One that that idea of as change professionals, we need to accept and embrace change within our our teams as well because. That whilst the business is changing we ought to be adapting the ways that we're working so we need to look at look at what changes people want and also build in continuous improvement we're talking about continuous improvement and how when we um, put systems in we want those systems to be learning systems and picking up the, the problems and, and resolving those problems we ought to be doing that as well so we need to be engaging with the people we're collaborating with and and helping them as well helping them work more effectively with us and working us working more effectively with them and one of the things that's happening that's inevitably happening across across business is things are getting more and more complex the rate of change of of business and the new tools that are coming in the new capabilities just make things so much more complex 
and we've got to we've got to adapt the way we work to deal with that complexity so there'll be all kinds of new things that that help us spot patterns and spot ways of working that we're going to need to adjust to i think we, we all need to sort of take a, a view that as business analysts we should demonstrate that we we can embrace the change and go with the change and and be sort of um real sort of examples of uh, of, of living the change and and showing that we're, we're ready for it and yeah and people can learn from that 100 percent agree i think and i think um uh, springboarding from that and something that Jonathan and, De and Debbie said around, you know, around thinking and analysis. And I suppose we could, um, you know, include the need for critical thinking and for analysis to be systematic, but also systemic. So yes, there can be a repeatable process, but actually in complexity, uh, sometimes things are just so, you know, suddenly COVID happens. And actually that's a, that's a different context to be, uh, to be responding to, and one thing that that didn't I didn't really see happen uh, is I didn't see uh, like you know think about our skills as BAs, and and I know that there were were, were BAs who were were furloughed and or you know there was a period where people were being laid off, and and there didn't seem to be a movement of BAs saying how can we help in this situation. Mm. And uh, and that surprised me because we're normally and and you know and I'm just as guilty as anyone but but it it felt like there was the, the there was the lack of a community there wasn't a nobody stood up to coordinate it if someone had stood up to coordinate and had said look we've got people who are uh, being furloughed from com com you know companies over here and we've got charities over here who are doing stuff with COVID well hang on a minute. There are people on eighty percent of their pay who might be prepared to do some voluntary work, you know, and 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 so I think that there's one thing that I, I hope we see in the future of business analysis is the use of business analysis for societal good, not just through the role, because I think there's I think we can do it in our role, but also into in in us, you know, we should be asking senior people who are in the senior end of the BA. What have you done outside of your role um, to use your skills to make society better? Mm. And perhaps I'm being aspirational, but if, if someone is a senior BA, a qualified senior BA, really, I think they ought to be, in my opinion, giving back, not just, you know, taking the paycheck and going home and, you know, and thank you very much. I'm going to... Uh kind of play devil's advocate a little bit there, Aidan, but I do know of lots of BAs that have worked exceptionally hard to to help with organisational issues, to solve problems in mm. their organisations. I, I don't think you were dismissing, dismissing... No, 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 no. I mean, I was absolutely not dismissing the whole work anyone's done. community, I don't think we pull together. We, mm. we, we work individually in all our organisations, but as a community, I don't think we had a community response, not that not I, I was aware of anyway. But I, I agree on the societal impact. And one of the things that I think we should be thinking about is environmental impact of the solutions that we are putting in. Um, there's, I, I don't know, I think it's quite rare that in a business case, environment would come up as, a, as, as an area of risk or impact and potentially um, an area of, of, of cost as well. What's the environmental cost of this new solution? And I think we need to do that going forward, um, and I think ethical considerations as well need to form part of our analysis work. 
interesting though but this is this is such an interesting discussion guys because i'm sitting here thinking wouldn't it be great if there was a community body that mm. actually tried to address some of the issues you've just raised because actually what you've just said has articulated something that I've really been worried about for a while, actually, because I think, where's the body that's, that's standing up for business analysis, but also really pulling some of those things together? Because you're absolutely right, Adrian. People were furloughed and, and people were made redundant and organizations were really struggling to manage the commercials whether they were non-profit or commercial organizations and there could have been something there you know and and i think that we are lacking and, and we're not the only profession that's lacking this but it happens to be our profession we're talking about um we are lacking a body that really stands up for the importance of business analysis and can i give you another example because this really, hang on, I'm going to go into rant mode. I get right, calm yeah, down, yeah. no rant. <laughs> I, was, I was reading a book earlier today where yet again, there was a paragraph that mentioned business and systems analysts as if they were the same thing, and then talked about our poor practice. So we were dismissed, okay? That must be the third book I've read that has a paragraph that dismisses us in some ways, you know, whether it's talking about business analysts need to get rid of their poor practice to move into an agile world, which is one book that I saw, um, to another book that's the one today that talked about business and systems analysts and how much poor analytical practice the writer had seen. And I just think, where's the body that really is pulling together all of these different aspects that's actually saying business analysis has so much to offer and here are the things. In times of crisis, can we do something to pull together as a community? And if we need to instill confidence in business analysts, let's call out these authors because, you know, none of us write books where we say, oh, developers, what are they like? <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> I've got an idea for a book, Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Idea for a mission. <laughs> but it, but it is interesting, isn't it? And I do think that I mean, I, I wonder whether the the long term sustainability of centralised coordinating bodies to do that. I, I wonder whether organisations that have traditionally, perhaps in the past, fulfilled that role. You know, because it's so easy to be decentralised, you can have a bunch of people that care, you can have the membership, you know, actually uh, really calling the shots. And it, it is amazing the impact an, in, an individual uh, with, <laughs> you know, an individual with the right inclination can have. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it is, it, it's not, we, you know, we are, have the most democratised ability to publish that we have ever had in history. Now that creates a problem for curation, uh, but but actually, the, the, you know, you don't have to go to a publisher, you don't have to go to, to a printing press. And I think that any one of us can do, you know, we can, we can, you know, any one of us can start that revolution, yeah. um, but it's, but it's choosing to do it and choosing, choosing the mission. But, I, but I do think someone will, I do think someone will. I think someone has to, because 
I think um, if business analysis is going to have a future, somebody's got to start saying these things because, you know, we talk about lack of recognition and there are all sorts of reasons behind that maybe, but I don't like the fact that there seems to be side swipes of business analysis so often and I don't see it being called out. So maybe next time I read it in a book, maybe I, I will post something about it and say comments on this, please, because I think it's unacceptable. I, I think you should have like a like a video blog segment, a, 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 like a this is how <laughs> Debbie sees it, you know. <laughs> Debbie says. <laughs> In any profession, though, there is a desirable and undesirable practice, and I would say that that exists in our own profession. So we've got yep. some poor practice in our profession, yeah. and I think, I think we as a profession need to look at that. What are we doing about it? Rather than some other professionals maybe criticising us, well, we need to be proactive in looking at, well, why is it that someone is demonstrating poor practice, and what are we doing about that? Um, and that's and that's I haven't got the answer to that one, but we we've got to start dealing with that ourselves. I think. Mm, I don't sorry, sorry, Asia, but I do think that you can't dismiss a whole profession in a sentence. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a practice in business analysis. Um, this is going to see, seem like such the wrong thing to say, but maybe they need to do some analysis on the facts that they're using to pull, to come to those conclusions. I suspect that it, that it might not be, um, might not be borne out by the science and we should be following the science on this, shouldn't we, rather than yeah. um, making some uh, side swipes like that. <laughs> and, and that, and that, and there lies another challenge, doesn't it? Is that there are, there's no real, well, excuse me, <clears throat> there's a, there's a, there's a lack of credible, statistics around projects and change anywhere and whenever you like whenever you see a such and such percent of projects fail ask the person the source um, because a lot of people will say a percentage and there is no source uh, and and there's a really fun blog somewhere I, I i can't remember who wrote it but they they essentially tried to try to find the source of a, a an often cited statistic and you can follow all the citations back and there's nothing, like literally there's nothing. Um, or people quote from a 20 year old uh, version of the chaos report because that's the one that's in the public domain. And it's like, really, are we really as a profession relying on 20 year old statistics? So again, that, I mean, that's another thing that as a distributed community, it oughtn't be too hard to all contribute statistics anonymously to some centralized pool. I know IIBA UK chapter has an, has an annual or biannual survey when that's a really positive thing, you know, huge amount of coordination, but it does get some interesting stats. If that was, you know, if there were ways of extending that sort of capture to capture, um, you know, project stats, I think that, or not even project, project product initiative stats, I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I like it. I like it. So, does this analysis have a future, Jonathan? Tell us the answer. I, I wish I could sum it up. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> Not capable. Does it have a future? I think yes, absolutely, of course. But it's it's got to be different. It's got to be different. If we look back at what we've achieved in the last 20, 30 years as a profession, I I would like us to to achieve more i'm i'm i want to be part of a profession that is confident credible recognized and is not just seen 
seen and perceived to, to offer and deliver value, but, but really does it as well on the ground. Um, and maybe I'd said that to wind you up, Debbie, I'm not sure. But <laughs> it went past me. I was stunned you said that, Jonathan. Stunned. <laughs> I thought you can't possibly suggest that again. <laughs> but it's, it, it, I think we've got a bright future ahead, but we've got to, we've got to make that change ourselves um, as, as professional um, BAs ourselves. So I think this is the point where I say, is, is that a wrap then, guys? Um, I think we're almost there. Um, I just want to say thanks for, for joining us on today's podcast. Um, if you'd like to send us any comments, emails, uh, ideas for future episodes, please do contact us on babrew at assistkd.com. Um, and then I just wanted to ask Adrian, are there any ways that people can keep in contact with you? Yeah, certainly. Um, connecting on LinkedIn, if I'm Adrian Reed, R-E-E-D. And I also run a series of webinars, live streams. And if you go to blackmetric.com forward slash events, you'll see all the stuff we have coming up. So good place to bookmark and keep a look, keep an eye on. <laughs> awesome. And, and just in case anyone's not aware, um, Adrian, I believe you've got a podcast as well. Is it called On, on The Spot? So uh, LinkedIn live show On The Spot, a monthly uh, uh, live stream called BA Fringe and various other other webinars and stuff as well so not not a podcast but various other live stream stuff awesome awesome right, thank you well thanks everyone for joining us today um that that ends our episode on the ba brew thank you thanks thanks okay so that's it uh, that's the end of season one uh, we've had loads of fun pulling together the episodes and the content a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to pull the podcast together and I really do appreciate every single email uh, and idea that we've received so far. Please do keep these coming through. Uh, the email address is babrew at assistkd.com. We'll be returning on Friday the 7th of May and I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you.